Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we'll be talking about Hogwarts, School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. So on our very first episode, we said that we'd be ta- ta- doing like a segment at the very beginning of our Tuesday episodes or our analysis episodes um, where we talk about our most recent Harry Potter news. So this week we're going to be doing that and yeah. we've decided we're going to call that segment the Hogsmeade Journal, kind of like the Wall Street Journal. So yeah. the Hogsmeade Journal. Yeah. So this week's Potter news is... is- it- Harry Potter at home. Yeah. So this actually, I don't know. I think it came out a couple of weeks ago, but we thought it was really important to talk about just for those of you who don't know about it. And I don't. I just think this is really cool that they're doing this. It's so, on WizardingWorld.com. Yeah. Or Pottermore. They're the same thing now. Yeah. Um. So they have different, all kinds of different things that you can read about Harry Potter, like. Um, they have, like, an introduction. It's called Welcome to the Harry Potter at Home Hub. And then they have How to Have the Ultimate Cozy Experience Reading Harry Potter. And they have... They have the Hogwarts House Quiz for free. They have, you don't even need to sign into Pottermore. At least yeah. I don't think so. They, they just have a ton of different stuff that you can do at home with Harry Potter without... I mean, a lot of the stuff anyway was online, but since we can't right now, we can't go to Universal Studios and go to Diagon Alley or Hogsmeade and go on the rides and get more into the Harry Potter world, we get to do it at home. And they have all these different things. Like They teach you how to draw um, stuff, such as monsters. They want called an Okami. Yeah, and like a, a Harry Potter quiz. They have um, fun for first-time readers. They have like how to do it if you're a first-time reader. Like, yeah. Why, I don't know, it's like certain things from the book. It's really, I don't know. I really like this because it's a resource that even though we can't go anywhere and, well, at least in certain places in the world right now, we can't go anywhere. We so get to do it at So, home. yeah, they're bringing it to us and they're making it really accessible for everyone who wants to get more into Harry Potter without having to leave yeah, the house. Yeah, so they have quizzes. They have everything. And, yeah, it's really they have cool. quizzes and more churches Yeah, and stuff. you can learn so much about Harry Potter from this and you can do it from home. So I think this is really cool. So this is a really good way to start off our, yeah. our first analysis episode. Okay, so let us begin... <laughs> Okay, so now we're gonna de- dive into the details into Hogwarts and yeah, of Hogwarts. Everything. At some point during the 10th century, four of the greatest witches and wizards founded Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. These four great wizards were Helga Hufflepuff, Godric Gryffindor, Salazar Slytherin, and Re- Rowena Ravenclaw. So. These were the greatest in which witches and wizards of their time. They were amazing, and that's why they started the school because yeah. they wanted to have a really good wizarding school for kids yeah. to attend. And during their time period, witches and wizards they were being persecuted and killed for for being wizards and witches. Yeah. So they decided to build it in Scotland, far away from Muggles. Yeah. So they wanted it to be hidden because they didn't want their students and the students' parents and all of being their kind, in danger. Yeah, exactly. To be in danger from the muggles or yeah, from the muggles um, who wanted to kill them. 
and whenever the Muggles went uh, got uh, went to Hogwarts, all they would see was a was ho- like what well, Hogwarts ruins. would be in ruins and signs and of warning, warning and, and danger. So there, so now, or fast forwarding to like now, or when Harry Potter was at Hogwarts, there are many secrets at the Hogwarts castle. So. I wanted to read this quote. So, in Goblet of Fire, Albus Dumbledore explains to Igor Kogoroff that not even he knows all of the castle's secrets. So, oh, I would never dream of assuming I know all of Hogwarts' secrets, Igor, said Dumbledore amicably. So, I wanted to talk about that because I wanted to know, Vaughn, what's your opinion on, like, like, what do you think? Do you think Dumbledore was lying to Igor because he was kind of being, he's trying to be nosy about um Hogwarts well I think, think I think I was so I think he was telling the truth because even Dumbledore didn't know where the Chamber of Secrets was so True. that's also one yeah I just because in especially in this this part of the book of Goblet of Fire Karkaroff is being really nosy trying to find out about Hogwarts like because all of the other wizarding schools are hidden um Durmstrang is hidden Bobatons is hidden because they don't want other people to know and come and yeah. look at their school and learn their secrets. So he's kind of, you know, he's trying to pry into what Dumbledore knows about the school. Uh, one of the wizarding theories about the name of Hogwarts, Hogwarts, was that Rowena Ravenclaw had a dream about a warty hog leading her to a cliff. But this is the no. But nobody, nobody knows that this is true. So all of the founders were great friends. So they were they had a type on. They were all really close friends. They they were like family, and that's why they decided to start the school together. But they discovered that they all had different points of view on who should be accepted into the school. Slytherin believed that only pure blood wizards should be let in. While the others disagree. But, yeah, yeah, so we built the Chamber of Secrets, and he left the school. So, um, the the hidden chamber, the Chamber of Secrets, it was kept a secret from the other founders. It was, um, they didn't know about it. Slytherin wanted it to be a secret from them. He wanted it to be open once Slytherin's true heir came to Hogwarts. So, um, yeah, so... So the student would the student which was the true heir the student would be able to open the chamber and unleash the basilisk inside that would wreak havoc upon the school. So we will get into Evil. that on chamber when we do our when we finish Sorcerer's Stone with our rereads and we get into Chamber of Secrets which isn't my favorite book but it's also very interesting because of we learn more about the founders. Okay, so Rowena Ravenclaw was very wise. Well, was very wise without her enchanted. Well, Rowena Ravenclaw, she had an enchanted diadem that made that it, enhanced the wisdom yeah. of the wearer. She was wise without it. Yeah. She was just a very smart wizard. Or er, sorry, yeah. she wasn't a wizard. She was a witch. Yes. Yes. Uh, so her da- her daughter, for some reason, stole the diadem and because ran. She she away. didn't. Helena. Helena Ravenclaw, her daughter, she didn't want, she, it was a lot to live up to, the Ravenclaw name, like, 
you know, everyone thinks that Helena is going to be super smart and she has to live up to everyone's expectations and she doesn't want to do that. So she steals the diadem. Really quickly, before we get too far into this, I wanted to ask you really fast. What do you think about the whole pure blood situation with um, Salazar not wanting to let in? Sorry, I interrupted the whole Ravenclaw thing, but I wanted to know quickly what you think about how they're not letting certain types of children into Hogwarts. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like segregation. Yeah. Like keeping out the, the, the people who have non-magical parents. Yeah. That, yeah. That's I terrible. Mean, I could see why maybe he wants to do it. Maybe because he thinks that he just they're thinks not that worthy. He, you know? Yeah. Maybe he just thinks like. He wants it to be a very prestigious. Yeah, he wants it to be, he wants everyone to kind of be perfect and have the perfect family and the parents. But I do believe that Muggleborns and Half-Bloods should still be allowed into the school without having to face all of that, like, nonsense that, like, Draco Malfoy gave Hermione in. Okay, so Helena, she stole the diadem, ran away from Hogwarts. Okay, so on Rowena's deathbed... She sent a man to go find Helena so that she could k- see her one last time. But, um, and Helena rejected the man, the man who, who, Helena, was, try- who was coming to get yeah. Helena for Rowena. So, for some reason, he decided to kill her. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know why. That was, that, I don't, he was just like, you, you don't want to come with me? I kill you now. Yeah. <laughs> so, rumor was it ha- was it that Rowena's cause of death was a broken heart. Yeah, she's probably... I mean, I could understand that. She's probably very sad, first of all, because she lost her daughter. Second of all, because she lost her and she had a diadem, with it, which was very important to her. Yes. Because it was magical, and it, it had all of the properties that she believed in herself, which was wisdom and all that. And the man who killed Helena became the Bloody Baron, Ghost of Slytherin. I didn't know that until I read this article on Pottermore. It was, that's so interesting because I didn't know his true origins, you know, and you don't find out that his past is so dark until you read something like this. Well, does it tell you in the seventh book? No, it doesn't tell you in the book. So, nobody knows his name before he was the Bloody Baron, but that's what he came to be. And... I can now understand why Peeves is so scared of the Bloody Baron, because he he's scary. And he killed Rowena's daughter, and she was a founder, so that's bad. So, Helena Hufflepuff, she was the one who gave the house elves jobs in the kitchens at Hogwarts. That's really nice. Well, yeah, especially because they like jo- having yeah, jobs. We learn more about house elves. You start to learn more about them. Well, you learn a little bit more about them in Chamber of Secrets, but mostly you learn more about them in Goblet of Fire. And And once SPEW starts, that's when you spew. I like the SPEW, but um, when you you learn more about the house elves, that's interesting because she had, she appreciated them and she wanted to give them jobs where they wouldn't be mistreated like the Malfoys treated them or the Crouch, Crouches, I don't, was he married? Oh, yeah, he was. So the Crouches mistreated their house elves. Yeah. Um, so many of Helena's recipes are still used at meals. Nice. That's cool because, you know, she cooked. Mm-hmm. And, and for a while. Yeah. And a lot of, I still have the recipes. Yeah. So 
The sorting hat was originally, originally Godric's hat and that all the founders enchanted to ensure that everyone is sorted into the correct houses. Yeah. Which I'm sort of questioning right now because it takes your choice into account. So Yeah, but, de- well, they wanted to make sure that when they were gone or dead, that um, they, the, kids, yeah. the kids would be sorted into the right houses without them having to be there, which I think that it's okay that they take the children's choices into account, yeah. because even though Neville was begging to be in Hufflepuff... He was? Yes. Oh, jeez. You didn't know that? No. He was be- He begged the, house, the hat to be in Hufflepuff, and the hat was like, no, you're gonna be in Gryffindor. No, you're at Gryffindor. He was almost a hostile, I think. I'm pretty sure he was almost a hot stall. That's why, because he was begging him. He was like, I have to be an awful buff. I'm not going to do well in Gryffindor. Even though we all know he, he, belong- did. he belongs in Gryffindor. You learned this to do. You fuck one. Huh? At the end, uh, close, well, before Harry, Ron, and Hermione uh, d- yeah, decide to go to Fluffy. You really, and it confirms, everything is confirmed in Deathly Hollows when he pulls the Gryffindor's. Sword Slicing out of the hat. in half. Yes. He's amazing. He's a great character. Yeah. So, yeah. So, now let's talk about portraits. Yes! <laughs> okay. One second. Okay. So, let's talk about the fat lady. Yeah. So, the fat lady, she is the portrait that guards the Gryffindor house common room. Yeah. She is in there in her portrait. She likes to drink a lot. Yeah. She, that's one of her time passers, I guess. She pastimes. She she loves to drink with her friend Violet, yes. who is another portrait. So, she's the only portrait that guards a house. The other houses don't have guardians. Oh. Hufflepuff has the barrel thing. Slytherin. Slytherin. Um, how do you get into that one? I forgot. Well, okay, we'll, we'll tell you guys that when we do the Slytherin common room, or the common room episode, but... Yeah. So, and then the Ravenclaw one is the Riddle. So, she's the only one that guards a common room. Well, she's the only one at the time. Other people guard the Gryffindor common room, like, later in time. Yeah. So, um, she suffers at the hands of Sirius Black when she, she refuses to let him... She doesn't die, but she does suffer at his hands when he refuses. She refuses to let him into the Gryffindor, Gryffindor common room. That is in Prisoner of Azkaban, which is a very good book. Slashes her picture. Yeah, he does slash her picture. They did a good job of portraying that in the movie. Yes. It looked really good, She's especially hiding, hiding all, behind a bowl with all the kids like standing in the like staircase and, and then Percy's everything. pushing his way through and like he's like I'm prefect heavy throw <laughs> and then Dumbledore is like flying up the staircase and his yeah. robes are like. Whoosh. Um, so, so she is the portrait. She appears the most throughout the series. Her name, as a portrait, her name is mentioned the most because whenever they're going up or to the common room or leaving the common room, they're like, I say this to, (laughs) to the fat lady and she opens the door for me. So she's the most human of all the portraits, which you can definitely tell because she, you know, she enjoys hanging out with her friends and she talks to the students and all of that. Um, uh, she celebrates wins with the Gryffindors and mourns Dumbledore's death. 
Um, that's really cool because not many of the other portraits are that all that human. As, yeah. You find that out in Cruise Child, which I don't know if that's all. I mean, I know it's canon because J.K. Rowling said it's canon, but I don't need to believe all that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, because Dumbledore is talking in that, and he's a portrait, and everyone's telling, like, people are telling Harry, like, he's not, like, you don't need to listen to him 100% because he's only half there. Yeah. Because he's just a portrait. That's not him. So, yeah. So, now we're moving on to Sir Cadogan. He's the one who takes place, who takes the place of the fat lady guarding the Grimdor common room when her portrait is ripped to sheds. But he was, so he was the only one who was brave enough to take up the job. And he made up a lot of, um, he made, he did all, he made a lot of passwords. Yes. <laughs> a very weird kind of, password. Too. Yeah, it's funny because he's like always changing it. Yeah, he, and he owns a very fat pony, and that's kind of cute. Like he just, I know. he's chasing the pony around in Prisoner of Azkaban. On, he's chasing the pony around, and like the pony's all fat, and he's running away from him, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna catch you," and that's just, I don't know, that's just yeah. funny. So, and he helps Ron and Harry find their way to divination when they need help. But so, serious, since, uh, Sir, uh since Cadogan had made so many passwords, Neville, Neville couldn't remember them all. So he wrote them down on a piece of paper. In Sirius Black, he found that piece of paper, and he decided to get into the common room. But for some reason, Sir Cadogan let him in. Weird. Give me uh Yeah, that was super weird. So, and he accompanies Harry in a mad dash through Hogwarts in the last book, in, during the Battle of Hogwarts. Yes. And now we're going to move on to Ariana Dumbledore. Ariana Dumbledore never smoke, spoke. <laughs> she not, not smoke. Not, not smoke. Uh, never, <laughs> never, never spoke. <laughs> Unlike all of the portraits at Hogwarts, which is kind of strange. Yeah, definitely. She concealed the passageway between Aberforth's house and the Room of Requirement. You 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 find this out in in Deathly Hallows. Okay. Um. So that's that's pretty much all on her. Yeah. She's, we'll we'll get into more of her character when we do um, the Dumbledores. The Dumbledores analysis. We'll probably do. Her and Aberforth all in, in one episode, yeah. and then Dumbledore will probably get two episodes because he's going to be a long explanation of his life. Yeah, and, and his family was pretty complicated. And then we're probably going to do a debate, like good or bad. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. So now let's talk about Phineas Nigellus Black. I'm pretty sure I said that right. So he represents the silly side of evil. What? He, he, isn't he... Um, he has one portrait at Grimmauld Place and one in Dumbledore's office. I don't know if I'm 100% correct on that, but I'm pretty sure. So, he dislikes Harry Potter. He, 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 um, he dislikes everyone without the name Black. And, and so he pretty much likes no one. Oh, he, well, ex he also hates Sirius. 
yeah, he hates Sirius, who has the name Black, but... So, in 12 Grimmauld Place, he serves as an unwilling messenger for the Order. The Order of the Phoenix, which we learn more about in The Order of the Phoenix. Yes. Um, so, that's pretty much all on him. He might get an episode in analysis. I don't know how important he is. Yeah, he's not that important. I don't I don't know. We'll, we'll maybe, eventually, if we run out of main characters. The only other black... Uh, that I can that, that I know is important is Regulus Arcturus Black. Okay, so let's talk about Violet, Violet the fat so, lady's best friend. Yeah, so she's not she's not a lot and she's not very important, but we'll talk about her. So Violet is the fat lady's best friend. Violet does little more than gossip and indulge in wine with her best friend. We know they both love wine. It's How much favorite. wine does one need? So, um, after the Goblet of Fire, so when Harry's name is picked out of the Goblet of Fire, Violet is the f- one to rush up and tell the fat lady. She's like, oh my god, you have to know. Harry was pulled out of the Goblet of Fire. And then Harry gets up there and he's just like super upset and he's like, I don't want to deal with anyone being annoying to me about getting picked out of the Goblet of Fire because I didn't put my name in. So he's like, Balderdosh, because that's the, the the password. And she's like, it is not. So, yeah. So she's her best friend. So all of the portraits play a key role in protection to betrayal? Um, I don't know what I wrote on our document. So they all play a key role in Hogwarts. They're it's just, in the first book, it's so, like, you know, it's magical when they're going up the staircase, and the staircase is moving, and you're and seeing like all hundreds. of these. Yeah, and in the movie, you get to see all of the different portraits. And they're all portraits. talking and chattering. Yeah, they're all talking. And then at Universal Studios, when you're in the castle, and you're waiting, and you're waiting in line, and you get to see, like, all of these different portraits, especially the room where, it's very interesting, the room where, um... It's the four founders, and they're all talking back and forth. I love that room because I like getting to hear their different personalities. Yeah. Especially because they're not in the books as characters. I mean, are there portraits in the books? I mean, you learn about them definitely in the books, but you you don't get a firsthand account. But you get that at Universal Studios, which I really like. And... You get that representation. Wait, um, in the books, is it the ghost of Rowena or Helga? The ghost of Ravenclaw Tower. Well, oh, no, that's either... Helena. Helena Ravenclaw. Oh, okay. Um, oh, hold on. Yeah, so I um, it's also really cool to um, find out more about your house founder in, that, in um, Universal Studios. So, yeah, um, yeah. So let's talk about the room of requirements. Yes. We will definitely get more into this or even repeat some of these details when we're talking about when we're when we get all the way to the word of the phoenix which is going to take a very long time yes but when we get to that we're definitely going to go into more detail about the room of requirement so let's talk about it okay albus dumbledore said well we uh, will we learn where it albus, actually it albus. actually says that in goblet of fire on the in the same time when he's talking to igor yeah so, so, let me just read the quote. So, only this morning, for instance, I took a wrong turning on the way to the bathroom and found myself in a beautifully proportioned room I have never seen before, containing a really rather magnificent collection of chamber pots. 
When I went back to investigate more closely, I discovered that the room had, had vanished, but I must keep an eye out for it. That's, um, I don't, that's just really interesting because he discovered the room of requirement and just doing, like, we don't know if he actually knew that was the room of requirement or he was just yeah. like, I don't know, this is something new about the castle I didn't know. Yeah. We don't, we don't know because he doesn't say to Igor. He wouldn't, he wouldn't reveal information like that. So, Do- so Dobby was the one who taught Harry about the room of requirement when he was explaining that he had used the room to help his friend Winky, who was very drunk yes. and needed a place to recover. Drink away yourself. It included antidotes to butterbeer and an elf-sized bed. So this is kind of when we find out we don't we didn't know that butterbeer was alcoholic because the kids drink it, which is. Really weird. You wouldn't know, but this I think they, they feed it to what first year Harry. Yeah, like oh jeez. I oh I don't I know if he drinks it in his first year, that. but I guess technically he could drink it in his first year if like you know some and someone in their third year above brought it back for him. I'm I'm pretty sure in the movies in number six Hermione gets drunk. I don't. It's know drunk that. after they go into the after they come out of the tavern with, with after drinking water beer. I don't remember that, but um, yeah. So it's re- I think it's really nice that uh, Dobby knew about it and was like, "I'm gonna help my friend Winky. Yeah. She's gonna get over this. <laughs> she's she's not gonna be drunk, and I'm gonna help her." So, um, so. Here, Harry had his first kiss with, with Cho Chang. Chang, which isn't the best character, yes. but you know she's, she's uh. there. She's a she's a nice Ravenclaw representation. I know she's not maybe not a good one, maybe not a preferable one, but I think that Ravenclaws don't have enough people that are good. Like, I mean, like they have Luna. Oh yeah, but they don't have. Newt Scamander, and they don't have Cedric Diggory. They have Luna and Cho Chang, well, and and Roger Davies. Professor Charlene. Cho, Cho, no one likes Luna. I okay. I guess um, obviously people, nobody likes her. Right? Some people may, but I don't like Professor Chalani. We'll probably talk about her in an analysis episode. So you can't. So the Marauders map it couldn't tell you who was in. It couldn't tell you who was in the room of requirement. That's good because like like for the da dumbledore's army if for some reason draco found the marauders map he was yeah. like oh there's harry yeah um the high inquisitorial squad Find yeah people so mar- marauders map you can't get into other people's versions of the room that's cool. yes and the only way harry was able well draco was able to uh, sorry, Harry and Draco were able to get into the same version of the room where, where a bunch of stuff was there. It was because they both needed, needed to hide something. Yeah. Harry needed to, buy, to hide his potions book, and Draco needed to hide the vanishing cabinet. Uh, see, I found this very interesting in that book because I was wondering, how are all of these people getting into the same room if you couldn't get into someone else's version of the room? Like, were they just all thinking, I need to get to the DA? Which or they like clearly I need were, to but get that could mean so many different things. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't we don't really know. So and so since Harry and Voldemort needed the room to hide something, Harry was able to find a horcrux in there on accident. 
because Harry was hiding his, his potions book, and Voldemort was uh, had ar- had already hidden something, the diadem, Ravenclaw's diadem. Yes. So he accidentally found the diadem, but he didn't know it was a Horcrux, and he didn't even know it was the diadem. So he yeah. overlooked it. So, Neville and the members of the DA used the room to sneak in and out of Hogwarts while avoiding Snatchers and Death Eaters to get food and supplies to Harry. Oh, wait, no, no sorry, not, not and supplies. Harry. It's get food, supplies, and Harry. So, they wanted to get Harry, and they used the room of and requirement. And Draco used the vanishing cabinet in the room of requirement to get the Death Eaters from Dervish and Bangs. Yeah. Mm, don't know what happened with the book. I don't know what it's called. It sounds, I think it's Dervish and Bangs. Oh, is it, is it, um, uh, Borgen and Burks? Borgen and Burks. Borgen and Burks to Hogwarts. Yeah. We're going to learn more about Borgen and Burks in... Something. Sometime. Um, Somewhere. Chamber of Secrets. Oh. The flu. We're going to... Flu powder. We're going to use the flu network, and we're going to go to Borgen and Burks. Yeah. Okay. So... So, it may not exist anymore, because when Crab summoned Fiendfire... Fiendfire, you know... uh, It killed him, and quite possibly destroyed the room of requirement. Is Crab the one that... Is Crab the one that, um... Was it in the movie? He wasn't in... He wasn't in the movie. That's because he did some... Wait, no, no, no. Crab was in the movie. Goyle wasn't. Oh, Goyle... His his actor did some pretty bad things. So, okay, let's talk about the Hogwarts prefect bathroom. Yay! I don't. Is this one of many prefects bathrooms, or is there just one? I think there's just one because there's only eight prefects. Oh yeah, that makes sense. That's probably really nice to have their own bathroom instead of like being like. Well, yeah, but I there's can't. only one pool. There's only really one bath, and it's a pool, so. Yeah, but, like, if they were, like, I want to put my bathing suit on and take a swim. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. It's located on the fifth floor of Hogwarts Castle. Yes. And Cedric... Wait, hold up. Does the fifth floor, does that include the underground floors, or is that the fifth floor above the ground? Probably above the because ground. isn't the Slytherin common room below ground? Yeah, they're in the dungeons. Exactly. So does that include how many layers of dungeons are there? Are there just one or two? I think it's just one. Then it goes down to the chamber. Yeah. Okay. So when in Seb in uh, Goblet of Fire, Cedric helps Harry find out the clue in the egg by telling him to take a bath in the prefix bathroom. That see that surprises me that he didn't run into anyone in there. Like well, imagine- he ran into Merc. Well, Myrtle, who's being creepy. Yeah. But, um, but like, he didn't run into a prefect. Like, who was a prefect at the time? Was, yeah. Was it Percy? Was it was. It was oh, yeah. uh, we don't know. Do we know anyone that was prefect? Well, it was Ron and Hermione in one book. It was 2005, I think. I don't know. But it's just kind of surprising that he didn't run into anyone. Like, I just, you just think he would. And they, they would walk in and be like, Harry, why are you in here mm-hmm. with that egg? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, every, and the, in the prefix bathroom, everything is made out of white marble, except for the diving board. There's uh, a diving board? Yeah, there's a diving board. It's a pool. Oh. 
So, so there's a large pool in the center of the room, and see in the around, movie that's just kind of like a hot tub size. Well, size. no, it's a lot bigger. Well, it is big, but there isn't a diving board in the movie. Well, not in the movie, but in the book, yeah, yeah. So, so there's a and around surrounding the pool, there's a hundred golden taps to f- to use to fill the pool with water. Yeah, yeah. And each tap has a different jewel. I wonder if the jewels are real. Are they like yeah, fake, or is e- it like let me just yeah. pull the diamond out? And each out. tap dispenses different a different type of bubble and soap. That's cool. So like one, I'm pretty sure one makes it uh disperses a uh, soap so thick and bubbly. Yeah, that someone you could stand on it. That's amazing because. Wow, they get super specially treated. Yeah, for that, I wonder if Percy ever used yeah. it. And so there are that. Way, hold on. That yeah. that reminds me of the Hunger Games because they have all these different temperatures and like different stuff they can use in the shower and the bath. So oh yeah, that just reminds me of that. So there are long white linen curtains hanging at the windows, and so there is a single golden framed painting of a blonde mermaid. Is it a painting in the book? It's in, in the, the movie. It's like in the movie. It's stained glass. Yeah, I don't. Is it? I don't. I haven't gotten to that part in Goblet of Fire in my reread, but I. I don't know. It's stained glass know. in the movie for sure. So and, and it's cool because in the in the movie the mermaid moves. Oh so yeah, he, they can move in well, portraits. It's, ma- it's magic. So they can move in portraits. And, they can move in windows and stained glass. Stained glass windows. Yeah. So, um, each. I mean, I, I'm just picturing each. Harry drawing a stick figure on a paper, and it starts moving. <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually kind of funny. So, um, let's talk about the kitchen now. So, yes. the kitchen is as as large as the Great Hall. Yes. Because there's so many, the house elves have to run around and cook dinner. My question is, I kind of vaguely remember this. Is it? Isn't there like a replica of the tables, and they put the yes, food on the plates, right, yeah. and it like goes up? No, no, it goes down. The kitchens are below the Great Hall. They're... Okay, no, they're, they're below. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, so, um, doesn't the food go up? Like, they put it yeah, on the plate? Yeah, they put it That's really cool. They, like... Then when the... No, and then when double crosses... Claps his hands, it rises. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting that you don't learn about the house elves working there until Goblet of Fire when you realize, like... You kind of, you want to take sides with Hermione, and you want to feel bad for her, because everyone else is like, SPEW is stupid. Yeah. Even Hag- Hagrid is like, no, it, like, I'm not joining that. Well, well I, I'm, I'm signing with Hagrid there, because yeah, the help selves, you don't, they want to work. Remember what happened to Winky? Yeah. But you don't, she or he, I don't know. It's a she, it's a she. She loved to work and she was crying her eyes out when she got fired. I just would have been nicer to Hermione if I had turned her down, which I probably wouldn't have. Anyway, so the kitchen has a great fireplace with heaps of pots and pans. Are they in the fireplace? No, 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 not in the (laughs) fireplace. Just around the room. So, um... The entrance. Yeah. So there are four large tables where the house elves put the food. They're like replicas of the um, tables in the actual Great Hall. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if they put different food on different tables. Yeah. Like, because in Goblet of Fire, when they're doing the welcome feast for Bow Battens and Durmstrang, they have, like, Fleur comes over and she's like, can I have that? So does that mean they're only putting certain stuff on certain tables? Yeah. Or what? Um, So... Mm, the entrance to the kitchen is a 
painting of a silver bowl full of fruit. Yeah. So then you have to tickle the pear, which we learned from Fred and George Weasley. And you tickle the pear and it opens. The door to the kitchens opens and you get to go in there. And the households don't even care that you're in there. Yeah, they give you food. They they shower you with food. Then then if you stay a little too long, they'll force you out. Yeah. They're like, no, you don't get to be in there. You gotta get out now. Yeah. So after Dobby was freed by Harry Potter and Winky was freed by Barty Crouch, they decided to, uh, Dobby and Winky decided to work in the kitchens. Dobby wanted Kay since he was a free elf. So he got paid. Winky I love Dobby for that because he was like, I want to be paid or I'm not going to work. Dumbledore was happy to pay him. Yeah, he was like, okay. Where is Dumbledore getting all this money? Well, he's a headmaster I know, Hogwarts. but people don't pay to go to Hogwarts. I'm pretty sure his family was, like, very rich. Yeah. So, um, Fred and George would sneak into the, um, so Fred and George would sneak into the kitchens and they would get food for, like, parties and all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. So Even though they had three meals a day. (laughs) Great Hall. Let's transition into that. So, the Great Hall is lit by hundreds of floating candles, which is super cool because... that that's that's I'm kind of thinking why doesn't the wax melt onto the children? <laughs> They're eating dinner and it's just like coming but, down on them. But that's also cool because like you can put floating floating candles in your house if yeah. you're doing like a movie marathon of Harry Potter, be like fully deck out your living room with floating candles, make it seem like you're there. Yeah, and I'm surprised that more wizarding families haven't decided to, don't decide to not enroll people in Hogwarts, because there are giant spiders in Forbidden Forest, some crazy... Let's get into that next book. Uh, Dead dead unicorns, um, Voldemort, Voldemort, Chamber of Secrets, Basilisk. Okay. We'll get into that next book, or even this book when... Fluffy. Oh my god. The detention last, methods? Last okay. ended screws. Okay. So, um, the ceiling mimic, mimics the sky. So, whatever but, yeah. weather is outside, if it's a storm, the sky, the ceiling is stormy. If it's sunny, the ceiling is sunny. Yeah. So, you get to, it, I don't, it's not exactly the sky, but it mimics it. Yeah. So, and the Great Hall is where everyone received their daily owl post. So, the owls would fly in through the and windows. Just and drop it on the chips. It's always an interesting part when yeah. they're receiving owl posts because you know they're that you get to see what Sirius replied to and Harry instead or of being Harry me- getting his broom. Instead of being messaged, I'd love to have letters written to me because it's so I like I love having letters being written yeah, to me and letters, getting a letter. You're like a letter. Like, you oh, know, yeah, like finally when you get a, for me. When you get a letter in the mail, that's just fun because so you're like time. all my parents are the only oh, ones that get letters. Me. Yeah, it's mine. <laughs> so um so this is where they help. They hold their Halloween feast, their sorting ceremony, their the dueling club, their Christmas feast. Yes, their um welcoming to the Bobatons Bo and, and Durham students. They do lots of feasts. That's where they here. host. Yeah, that's where they hosted the dueling club. Yeah, Yule Ball with Gilderoy. Appar- yeah, apparition lessons, OWLs, owls, everything, and the Battle of Hogwarts was there, and that's where Harry Potter defeated Voldemort. So um. So, at the very front of the room is a long staff table where the teachers and the headmaster sit. I don't know in the book, I'm not 100% sure, but in the movie, they he, Dumbledore has this really large podium. golden podium with, with like an, owl. an eagle or something. Owl. An it's, owl. it's an owl. And then he talks there and he gives the speeches. And yeah. 
So I just the Great Hall just seems like one of those places that the Hogwarts students could just go and it just was magical and they could go there and do their homework and eat. And I feel like because they have all these random feasts throughout the year, I feel like every night and every breakfast and every lunch is a feast. Because yeah. think of all that food. Like, they're not just getting sandwiches. They're probably getting all these different options. Yeah. Same with breakfast. Like, you can get toast and take it to your common room and eat there. Or you can get the sausages and the eggs and whatever you want. It's like a feast every time you eat there. Okay, I think... Oh, wait. Let's talk about the house tables. So... Go ahead. Um, so... So there are four house tables, one for Slytherin, one for Gryffindor. This Gryffindor is right next to Slytherin. Uh, Ravenclaw is right next to the Gryffindor. Then there, and there's Hufflepuff right next to the uh, Hufflepuff is all the way on the left, then Ravenclaw, then Gryffindor, then Slytherin, Slytherin. all the way on the right. Yes. Um. So then above them, I don't know if in the book, but in the movie, they hang the banners above there. Yes. Yes. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then... um. At the very end of the year, when they award the cup, the house cup, and then the Quidditch cup, they decorate the Great Hall with their the house that won banner. So, I think that's it for the Great Hall. That's okay. Now we're going into the mo- into Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. We're gonna hear her little shrieks and crying. It's and where the let's uh, travel where, there. Let's, where Harry Potter and his friends made the polyjuice and did a bunch of old stuff. Yeah, they that was like their their secret rendezvous point. Yeah. They were like headquarters. That was their headquarters. Yeah, <laughs> because they couldn't do stuff in the common room. They do stuff in Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. It was on the second floor, right above the Great Hall, and it was it's been unused. Well, except for when Harry and Hermione used it, um, yeah. uh, it's been unused ever since. A, ever since a girl named Myrtle Warren died there when she looked into the eyes of a basilisk. Yeah, so um, no girls want to use it because Moaning Myrtle there, floods it constantly, and she's and, yeah, because she's crying her eyes out. She's yeah, going to the toilets and she makes noises that. and she bugs people. Yeah. And, I would not want to use that either. So, so she has been she has been haunting the bathroom ever since, ever since the ministry forced her to stop haunting the girl who was teasing her before she died. Oliver, yeah. So, the bathroom holds the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets, which we find out in the Chamber yes. of Secrets. <laughs> you need to get into the chamber. You need to say "open" and "parcel tongue," and this causes a tap with a snake on it that never worked to slide into the floor, revealing the entrance. So, and we also know that this isn't the only place where Myrtle had to be because we knew that. Um. She, she could go wherever she wanted in the castle because um we find that out in um in goblet of fire because she goes into the prefect's bathroom when harry's in there so i think that's it for that well they make the polyjuice there that's where they kind of hang out when they need to do like the polyjuice potion and stuff like, you know, make potions that they're not supposed to be making and that they wouldn't normally even be taught. So, let's talk about the Mirror of Erised. This is going to be the last thing that we talk yes. about today. So, this is a very m- long episode, episode, so just bear with us. Um, 
Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be it's gonna be one of our long ones. They they might all be long. Well, not once all we get of them. into like the third book and the chapters get long, then they might be this long. Yes. So just you know, they they might be long. They might be short. Well, this episode's probably gonna be about fifty minutes long. Maybe mm-hmm. so. The mirror of error said, so it, we they don't know for sure how it made its way to the castle. Yeah. So. They think it could have made its way to the castle by teachers or professors' travels around the world collecting strange artifacts. They were probably like, okay, this is cool. I'm going to put it in the castle. So, go ahead. Harry found this mirror in the room of requirement. And if if you read the inscription backwards, uh, it shows the mirror's true meaning. We were too lazy to do that. No, we were not too lazy. We were too lazy to do that. I just forgot to look it I up. I didn't find it out. But we'll talk about that. I, in- I, I looked it up. It didn't tell you. We'll, we'll look it up in Chamber of Secrets. Well, sorry, we won't look it up. We'll talk about it in Chamber of Secrets yeah. when we get to that chapter. So, um, we try figuring it out. Yeah. So, the mirror, it shows you what you most desire in the world. So, yes. for Harry, this was to see his family. He wanted to see what his parents looked like, what his grandparents looked like. Yeah. In the movie, you only get to see his parents who were old. Yeah. I don't know why they were so old. They were young when they died. Oh they were old. They got old actors. Yes. So yeah, so Dumbledore finds Harry eventually and moves the mirror because he's like, this is only gonna harm Harry. So make sure to leave us if you if you enjoyed this episode or all of our episodes, um Make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And tell us what you think we should improve on. And what or what you like about our podcast. Yeah. So um, you can leave que- you can ask questions there. And if you have a question, we'll try to answer that question yes. as soon as possible. So um, um, next, so make sure to join us next week. Next, not next week, Friday. Friday. Where we're going to be talking about Chapter 2 of the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Vanishing Glass. So... Make sure to read that. There will be spoilers. Lots of spoilers all throughout the podcast, so be prepared for spoilers. So thank you for listening, and we hope you got lots of information, and maybe some stuff you, you didn't it. know about this, about Hogwarts. Yeah. So, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Friday for more Potter-based content.